Good morning. It is the 16th of January, 2024. And this story that we're going to talk about today is um, humorous in a kind of an unfortunate kind of way. The sort of narrative about fiducia supplicants has been unraveling, basically, and the Vatican has helped unravel its own narrative. There has been a great deal of confusion about the document. Um, part of it is has been on the question of blessings and the, the blessings in question needing to be spontaneously given and non-liturgical in nature. Neither of those two terms had actually been really defined what they meant by spontaneous or non-liturgical. What does spontaneous mean in the context of these blessings? Now, logically, we can deduce that it, they probably mean that there could be no planned event at a parish for the blessings in question, Right. So you're not, you know, going to put something in a parish bulletin with refreshments after, you know, a sort of, uh, I don't know, what like the kind of thing you do with a wedding, right? You're not supposed to do that. But non-liturgical means apparently no formalized ritual. And until yesterday, it would have also meant that no guidelines were to be given about the content of bl the blessing that wasn't already in the new, new, in the two documents that are now out there supposed to be guiding the church on these things. Non-liturgical would have simply meant, in, when tied with the word spontaneous, mean, in my mind, would have meant the priest makes it up as he goes, and uh, that's about it with no formal announcement. That's the would have been probably the Pope's explanation for this around December 20th, December 22nd, when the document was first issued, right? And then that's how they would have said this. They would have said, look, it's not a big deal. It's just the priest giving an external blessing over the individuals that comprise a couple, but not a union that defines them as a couple. But that all changed yesterday. See, now words no longer have any meaning anymore and haven't when it comes to Rome for a very long time. But on this issue now, words no longer have meaning. So we're going to go to, unfortunately, an archive version of an article. And I say archive because they require you to sign up for, for this, for their service. And I'm really not that interested in doing that. But we see here, apologies for their pop-up ads. Um, it says, the headline comes from Il Messaggero, and it's, uh, in St. Peter's, the first test on how to bless James Martin pairings. A quick mark on the forehead, not to exceed 15 seconds. I don't know why 15 seconds, that seems arbitrary to me, but uh, the whole point of it is to be, you know, quick. But what you're going to hear here is going to sound liturgical kind of in the same way almost that an Ash Wednesday blessing is liturgical in nature. What they're going to tell you here is that the prayer is supposed to be short. A blessing mark is made in, on the forehead. But there are even rules for that practice. And for, and for something that's supposed to be spontaneous and non-liturgical in nature, the Vatican is now offering formalized training to priests, making the claim that this isn't liturgical in nature, nonsensical, and also kind of undermining the concept that it's spontaneous. After all, how spontaneous can it be if a priest is trained to do it, right? All this is fine, though, because this whole topic has been nonsensical to begin with, since we're expected to believe that the church can now bless that which God has foreordained as being evil, as crying out to heaven for justice. How can the church bless such things? Because when you understand the meaning of words, you cannot, by you cannot logically defend the idea of blessing a couple without blessing that which makes them as such, right? Words have meaning, or at least should. Let's take a look at what the article says. Quote, General rehearsals at St. Peter's to learn how to bless the types in question. The priest placed in front of the applicant will have to recite a phrase of blessing in a low voice 
naturally very short so as to not exceed the time limit suggested by the prefect of the dicastery of the doctrine of the faith. While with his finger, he traces a small cross of the forehead of the faithful. This is supposed to be non-liturgical, folks. Continuing. On Sunday morning, in the meeting room of the Basilica's chapter, the first priests were given suggestions on how to approach the new pastoral path. The gesture, symbolic and simple at the same time, must be very fast, always to remain within the mandatory 15-second deadline. Since gestures are important, a way of dealing with all situations is being developed and normalizing a practice which at the moment represents an authentic novelty for the Vatican following the publication on December 18th of a text which they were authorizing no a text of, of a way of dealing with all situations is being no see this is this here's a problem with this text it's this is an italian language thing and the translation gets really muddled here so we're gonna try that again following the publication on december 18th of a text with which they were authorized in the world blessings for james martin types africa is the only one to have been dispensed because of it is against it and we'll get to that in a moment hence the thinking of schism but i'm going to focus here on something how how do you get something that is spontaneous and non-liturgical out of this? And the, the a question here that is being that is I'm very curious about: Are they being trained in St. Peter's Basilica because it is because people are absolutely going to come to St. Peter's for this blessing, or are they being trained there because this is in the capacity as Francis, the Bishop of the Archdiocese of Rome, and as such? He is training just priests of the diocese to give blessings. I suspect this is not the latter, but the former, which becomes a big problem because will such will this training be expected in this way to be given to priests around the Latin West? This is something that needs to be clarified. But Fernandez has said he's going to lay off uh, issuing, you know, high profile documents for a little bit, which is really funny because he, he understands the chaos he's causing in the church. He says, the Pope, despite the raising of shields and the strong resistance of many episcopates, defend the measure with drawn sword. And also yesterday evening, this happened on Sunday, during the television interview with Fabio Fazio. That's the Italian interview he did where he talked about uh, eternal perdition being empty, which is really weird. He did so speaking with an open heart. He admitted to viewers that in his decision, and in this one too, he always experiences a margin of solitude. In this specific case, Bergoglio is sure that the church must embrace everyone, leaving no one behind and blessing everyone. Sometimes decisions are not always accepted. Most of them happen because they don't know each other on the merits. In the meantime, there is no shortage of groans, and they continue under the radar, although the pontiff repeats that this is the best way to experience mercy. End quote. Okay, so he says that Sometimes decisions are not always accepted, but they always, but that's because that we don't, they don't understand it on their merits. Again, the translation leaves something to be desired. Why I'm not bringing the text up fully on screen, because when you translate things often using like web browser extensions or even like deep L, the translation doesn't always work so well, but you get the idea. They're offering a, a blessing that is supposed to be non-liturgical in nature. I don't know what that means. Especially when you formalize it, when you say, here's how long your blessing can be. Here is what the content of that can be. Oh, by the way, we're training you to do this. That begins to sound like a liturgical blessing. Do words have meaning in Rome anymore? Do they have meaning? Is there actual meaning in this document? And I don't think there isn't any. I don't think there's any meaning in this anymore. As Richard Rogers says in the chat, there is nothing spontaneous about a well-orchestrated script. Precisely. 
There is nothing spontaneous about this anymore. And there's nothing non-liturgical about it anymore either. They, by training them and issuing rules in the duration of it, they are actually applying rules to it. This... <laughs> yeah, no, Chesty, I think you're right. I mean, that's, that's pretty accurate. Um, but this is what we're talking about here. We're talking the, and it's not, again, this is also not just for the James Martin crowd. Everybody focuses on this, but as JP Murphy says, can a cohabiting couple not also who is not of the James Martin type also receive a blessing? Uh, sounds like they can, because remember it's the irregular situation and the James Martin type, not just the James Martin type. Everybody focuses on the James Martin type, but also for that, which Scripture is very clear on what happens to people who live in that way and do not repent. Key being not repenting. Um, since the form of these blessings is not fixed and priests can choose what they say, what if a priest just says something like, may God give you the grace of repentance and no more? I suspect they would be uh, reported to their bishop. That's probably what would happen. But that's the way to handle it. But that's they, they, they would get in trouble. So here we go with something else that was pointed out there. And this, I mean, we mentioned this in the live stream yesterday. Africa has been given a pass. They don't have to public, they don't have to give public unrepentant sinners a blessing now because they're united against fiducia supplicants. Their resistance paid off for them. This was mentioned briefly yesterday in the morning live stream, but here we go further. You see, at first it sounded like good news that they were given a pass, but I actually don't think it is because this lays, lays the groundwork for what can only be considered schismatic. And why? Because they're giving it, they're being given a special permission that no one else is being given, but also it represents a surrender of the, the African bishops on this. So from, the, from you see the headline there, Africa bishops with Pope Francis agreement, no declare no blessing for James Martin pairings. And this is from America magazine and the America magazine, they must be seething over this since the outlet openly dissents from the faith and does so in the name of loyalty to Francis himself. And I'm left wondering if they'll treat his successor, by the way, the same way if he's more moderate than Francis, which isn't necessarily guaranteed. People act like fiducia supplicants is going to have a massive impact on the next conclave. That depends entirely on when that conclave is. If the conclave is this year, maybe. If it's like two years from now, not as much of an impact as you might think. But the other thing I have to ask about this, there was a in fiducia supplicants and in the clarification document, it calls for the bishops of places where they can't do these blessings for prudential material safety reasons to work on changing the culture so it becomes possible for them to bless such things. Why hasn't that been given more attention by people? Why am I the only one, it's to my knowledge, the only one who's pointed that out? That seems like imposing the ideology of the, of the secular authorities onto the people of Africa. And that's, why is the church involved in that? Why is that in the document? But here we see that you're going to see why I call this a surrender from by the bishops of Africa. And this is why it lays the groundwork for schism, because they're giving a special permission that no one else is being given. And by being given that special permission, I guarantee you there are other bishops who are wondering why they can't have this. Why don't the Polish bishops get this special permission? They, as a block, said no to the document. The article is written in a very annoying manner, by the way, where the relevant details are sprinkled throughout the text while repeating stuff we already knew in between relevant details. So here's everything relevant to the report, and I'll ask you again now. How does this sound to you 
on this? Does it sound like the African bishops are surrendering on the issue or does it sound like the potential for schism is laid out here because these countries are getting an unfair exception when there are bishops in the West who would absolutely take the same exception if it was offered to them? Let me know in the comments. So here's the relevant details from this article. Quote, reaffirming their fidelity to the Pope and the gospel, Catholic bishops in Africa have released a common response to a recent Vatican declaration saying they generally prefer not to offer blessings to the types in question. The Episcopal conferences across Africa, quote, believe that the extra liturgical blessings proposed in the declaration, fiducia supplicans, cannot be carried out in Africa without exposing themselves to scandals, said the statement released on January 11th. We, the African bishops, do not consider it appropriate for Africa to bless the pairings in question because in our context, this would cause confusion and would be in direct contradiction to the cultural ethos of African communities, it said. Absolutely true, by the way. While recognizing the declaration, fiducia supplicants, or supplicating trust, on, quote, the pastoral meaning of blessings, does not change church teaching about the matters of the flesh and marriage, the statement said. The language it uses remains too subtle for simple people to understand. This is the African bishops now saying this. Furthermore, it remains very difficult to be convincing that people of the uh, James Martin type who live in a stable union do not claim legitimacy of their own status. We African bishops insist on the call for the conversion of all, it said. The message titled No Blessing for James Martin Types in the African Church was signed by Congolese Cardinal Fridolin Amongo Basungo, president of the Symposium of Episcopal Conferences of Africa and Madagascar, or SECAM, and a member of Pope Francis's Council of Cardinals. So the cardinal who orchestrated this, it was in his, they used to call it like the, the, the Council of Nine, back when Cardinal Pell was around. I don't know what they call it now, other than maybe the Council of Cardinals, but he's very close to Francis. Keep that in mind also. The statement was addressed to, quote, all brothers and sisters in the Lord and represented a synthesis of responses from the African Bishops Conference to Fiducia Supplicants, signed by Francis and published by the Dicastery for the Doctrine of the Faith, December 18th, 2023. This is a synthesis document led by someone close to Francis. A synthesis document means they take all these different ideas from all the different bishops and they filter them down and put them in together. And it was submitted by the by a cardinal close to Francis. Think about the implications of that all you like. The statement, quote, received the agreement of Pope Francis, Cardinal Victor Manuel Fernandez, prefect of the Dicastery, it said, and presents a consolidated summary of the positions adopted by the different national and interterritorial bishops' conferences across Africa in response to the December 18th declaration. Within the church family of God in Africa, the statement said, this declaration has caused a shockwave. It has sown misconceptions and unrest in the minds of many lay faithful, consecrated persons, and even pastors, and has aroused strong reaction. I bet it has. The statement repeatedly reaffirmed the bishop's communion with an unwavering attachment and fidelity to the Pope and the word of God. Okay, again, unity, unity, unity. This is, their, this is why I think this is a surrender document. It said the bishops recognize the declaration does not change church teaching, that it explicitly excludes the, rep, the recognition of James Martin's parody of, of holy matrimony, and that it deems any rite or prayer that could blur the proper definition of marriage to be unacceptable. But it also noted the Vatican Declaration, quote, offers the possibility of these blessings, but does not impose them. And that some countries prefer to take more time to reflect on the declaration. The statement said bishops in Africa, quote, will continue to reflect on the value of the general theme of this document, apart from just blessing for couples in an irregular situation. That is to say, on the richness of spontaneous blessings in everyday pastoral care, end quote.
So to recap, spontaneous doesn't mean much anymore, nor does the non-liturgical form of the blessing requirement mean much anymore, since the Vatican has now officially started training priests on how to be spontaneous and untrained. And the African bishops swore fidelity to Francis in exchange for not having to bless evil. Where does that leave us? They claim that doesn't change church teaching, but again, we know that this is meant to crack the door open for the church to accept the sins that we talk we are talking about here. And they reaffirm their unwavering attachment to communion and fidelity to Francis. They, I, I am disappointed by this statement. I'm not surprised by it in the slightest, though. Going to. A. Bassier says, I'm wrong that they, I'm just going off the media reports there, Bassior. They issued a statement saying they were, at least according to the Catholic media, said that they were against it, that they were unified against it. I read uh, Bishop Schneider and his, his ordinary's joint statement on it. They were speaking for all of Poland. If you think I'm wrong, if there's some other evidence that I'm wrong, email it to me and maybe I'll do a live stream on it to correct the record. But, uh, I'm going off of what the what their statement said on it. Uh, let's see. DK says I'm missing that they're doing multi-phasing, as in. No, it's it's. Uh, I'm not missing that. I know that this is just like stage one. We are stage one of them trying to change the the teachings of the church. Mac P says, what's my opinion with Francis stated that people who are criticizing the document are coming with so-called ugly conclusions? I'm going to talk about that later. I think uh, he doesn't like the criticism. He's getting to short version. He doesn't like the criticism he's receiving because it's getting too close to home. Mary Woolley says, does it mean we are scandal proof in the West? Kind of points to the total idiocy of the document. Well, we become so like, you ever have you noticed that most of us are we see the we're so inundated with these kinds of sins in the world now in our in the cultures around us that we live in that when this stuff happens in the world around us we're not that surprised by it and we have priests who openly flaunt the faith so much that it's not actually that surprising anymore i think that's kind of what they're going with Why this? What, he says the document is loaded with doublespeak purposely to cloud a person's interpreting the document objectively, which is why the African statement is so surprising to me. Richard says if the USCCB spoke with the bluntness, clarity, and unity of the African bishops, my my guess is that the Vatican would back down even quicker than it did with the African bishops. Except they only kind of backed down. Yeah, they gave them permission not to do it. But at the same time, the African bishops had to basically say, oh, yeah, everything's fine now with the document itself. It's just not something we can do in our own areas. Has any of the exorcists in Rome spoken about this? No, and they're not going to. What do you think of it? Uh, Margar says, but I can't bring the, for whatever reason, I can't bring the comment up. The uh, exorcists get their authority from the ordinary. And uh, thank you, JP Murray, for the uh, super sticker. It is appreciated. Uh, for some reason, there's been a bit of a lag on my ability to post, to bring uh, statements on the screen. Um, but uh, yes, so there we go. It's 3 a.m. And yeah, George, I know I, I've got a friend in Arizona. <laughs> it's uh, very early there. I'm very aware. Um 
Whip Tips ask again, can't bring it up on screen. Did you I once do a video that indicated modernists must use signs of the times to advance this apostasy? I don't know if I did a video on that. I'm mostly using um for describing the methodology of the modernists. I'm using like Pope St. Pius X's Pascendi encyclical broken into very small pieces because the document is so dense that small, dense matters can be more easily thought about by people than the full text. I have the full text on my channel already. It's just too big really to be useful for anybody. So I'm curious what you, what most what I, what people have to say about the uh, about what you heard from the African bishops. Are you that surprised by it? That it, is it a am I correct in saying that they are backing down on it basically while taking advantage of the out Vatican the Vatican is offering them? Or... All right, are we back? <laughs> Looks like we're back. Um, hey, all right. I'm not surprised we had a. We'll close that off so we don't have double me speaking. Um, there was some sort of weird problem with the host, but we're back. And thankfully. So I'm just curious. That do that document that uh, from the African bishops, is that a surrender on the issue of fiducia supplicants? Yes or no? That is my question for you, because th this has been, you know, a, the object of a great deal of debate in the church. Rightfully so. Have they basically backed down or they, is this their compromise? Is it justified? I'm very curious what it was. Uh, Marion, it wasn't actually YouTube that did it. We're still, we were broadcasting that whole time. It was, I got the uh, StreamYard is a service that I use for this. And for whatever reason, it said it, there was an internet connection problem. Despite the fact that when I was responding in the live chat during that outage, I was uh, able to do so from the same device connected to the same internet. So I don't know what it's what it was. Mac P, uh, I can't even figure out how to broadcast to that website because that website is it, portal is garbage. Their system is makes zero sense whatsoever. Um, and heart and honestly, there's hardly anybody there who watches this stuff. I know because I actually have a presence on that platform already, and I up, and I like I'll be uploading the after this is done, a slightly edited version of this with all the you know the black screen stuff out to that platform. And there's hardly anybody there. I know this. Um, Lee Aaron says Africa stuck its neck out too quick. Could be, it could be very well the case. And they're, they're just erring on the side of unity, unfortunately for all this. DK says they need to be careful now in Africa. They have a couple of good candidates possible for Pope rising from within them. I'm very curious if the, if the uh, College of Cardinals would actually choose a cardinal from that continent to be pope. I'm very curious about that. If they're going to go with another from the peripheries kind of person after what we've been through recently, or if they're going to go with somebody who's much more known in Italian. We haven't had an Italian pontiff since, a real Italian pontiff. Francis is from Argentina and his family's Italian. But I mean, when I mean Italian, I mean was a, a bishop in an Italian diocese somewhere or was from actual Italy itself. Um, we haven't had one since John Paul I. <laughs> it's been it's been about almost 50 years since we've had a Italian pontiff. Tina C Kathleen asks her question is, how are these uh, priests doing these blessings going about confessions on the sins they're dealing with now as they bless it? I don't know. Because again, if the document explicitly said a prerequisite for the blessing was a call was that the priest must give a call to repentance 
the cease the sins in question. None of well, I wouldn't have been making videos about this nearly every day for the last month. Catalina, what I've seen a couple other YouTubers I follow who do a lot of live streaming. They've been abandoning the, the service I use. I think it's a it's just one of those famous an issue famous in uh YouTuber circles with the service itself. DH says it was a capitulation. They took their settlement and ditched the rest of us. Yep, that's kind of the, the way I read it too. And Rich, you, you're hitting the nail on the head about why I think this leads to uh, schism. How do they get a pass? Does not Catholic mean universal, right? This is why I don't like the fact that there's like codes of canon law for the East and West. That there are, I'm not, you know, nothing about liturgical, my problem, like, or different like disciplines regarding how priests can live and things in East versus West. And this just adds more to that because if the bishops of Africa can get a pass, why can't why can't certain bishops would obviously say no to this, like say Archbishop Sample in Portland or um, any of the other decent bishops in the United States? Why would why wouldn't they get a a pass? Because the entire reason they're, they're getting a pass is not be, only because of their universal rejection of the document, but because in their cultures the excuse is that there's the material safety concern for those who would receive it. Monica says, please read a sarcasm. Perhaps if a potential sin is done, blessings in less than 15 seconds, it isn't technically a sin. It's sort of like, you know, dropping food on the floor. You got that five second rule, right? Uh, Chessy, he says he that Cardinal Seurat would be a good pope. Well, it, yeah, it's not going to happen because he's almost aged out of being considered a Papa Bile. But remember Rins, he was considered a Papa Bile. He might still be considered. I'd have to go check to see. Um, there, there are scholarly groups who do track this stuff and who actually give ratings on who's likely the most Papabile candidate out there. And I'm not sure how they view him now. Who is the highest decision maker in Africa's church? Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, I would guess it was that cardinal that I referenced there who said that, um, who was who's on Francis's Council of Nine or whatever the council number is now, his, his card, council of cardinals, who was the deal maker with the Vatican on it. Marion says, we have pious bishops in the resistance whom we don't hear about. This is very true. You don't hear about bishop most of the bishops who are actually just quietly going about what they're doing. But uh, we do like when bishops speak publicly. All right. Let's... <laughs> That's how it says it's the three-second rule in Australia. I think it's the three-second rule, actually. But um, all right, folks. Andrew thinks that the bishop of uh, is the next pope. Well, we'll see. Don't be, remember the old adage: "He who walks into the into the conclave as pope walks out as a cardinal." That's why I don't make predictions too much. I just think that there's some modernist cardinals who are much more likely than others to become the next pope. If depending on if Francis is trying to coordinate. Uh, things for the next conclave, which I suspect that he is. All right, folks, thanks very much for tuning in and putting up with that technical issue. If you're watching this later and you don't know what I'm talking about, it's because I used uh, YouTube's editor to get rid of it. <laughs> so that you're not watching five minutes of just nothing but a live chat. Anyway, thanks for tuning in today, folks. And always remember to pray for everybody we spoke of today, especially those who, when you hear the news, the things they're saying, it, it, does not fill you with you know hope it makes you think negative things always say a prayer for them and as always pray for the church i'm anthony stein ave maria